With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC the day after Liverpool 6, Leeds United 0 in the Premier League at Anfield. A rampant, dominant display by the Reds that could really have ended up being far worse for Leeds if Liverpool had been more in the mood. Mohamed Salah made it 1 on 15 minutes from the penalty spot. We finally got the goal we all craved from Joel Matip on 30, exchanging passes with Salah down the right side, drifting into the box and finishing like a seasoned Ford. Salah made it three, five minutes later, again from the penalty spot, this time after Sadio Mane was brought down by the hapless Luke Ayling. And then the game sort of hit a lull. We continued to be the better team. They continued to offer very little. It wasn't until the 80th minute that Sadio Mane made it four, sweeping home from a Jordan Henderson cross. On 90, Mane made it five after some calamitous defending allowed Divock Origi to run through. Melier saved. The ball hit Struyik, bounced to Mane, and there's five. And then on 93, with the very last touch of the ball, Virgil van Dijk heading home and Andy Robertson cross to give Liverpool a comfortable lead to ring up 70 goals for the campaign so far through 26 games to bring Liverpool to a goal difference of plus 50, to bring them within three points of Manchester City at the top of the table with a four-goal advantage in the goal difference column and that game at the Etihad still to come. Liverpool are very much back in the title race. It is on. Everything is on. The quadruple is on. The possibilities for this season are endless. And you have to say last night we looked like a team that knew it. There was a level of control, a level of professionalism to the team last night. Some of the football played in the first half was among the best we've played under Jurgen Klopp. Liverpool lined up with Alisson in goal. Trent, Joel Matip, Virgil van Dijk and Andy Robertson in defence. Curtis Jones coming back into the team on the right of the midfield with Fabinho and Thiago taking up their usual berths in the centre and on the left. And then up front, it was Salah, Mane and Diaz. Klopp going with a very strong team to take on Leeds, who had Melier 
Dallas, Ailing, Struyak, Furpo, Forshaw, Rafinha, Glish, Rodrigo, Harrison, and Dan James. Our bench looked strong. Kanate, Milner, Keita, Henderson, Oxley, Chamberlain, Minamino, Simicus, Origi, and Kelleher. Theirs look like an under 21 bench. Tyler Roberts is 22, Jamie Shackleton is 21, and everybody else that was on the bench is 21 or below. The difference between the clubs is massive. The difference between the teams is massive. And it showed last night. If we put eight or nine past them, there were no complaints they could have made. They had no real opportunities in the game. The only real chances that came their way, one was from Allison messing about and being a little bit too sloppy with the ball. And Dan James almost took it off him. But Joel Matip was there to clear it up. The other involved Rafinha being offside. And that was basically it. Andy Robertson had Rafinha in his pocket for most of the game. Rafinha seemed to lose interest at varying points, perhaps not wanting to upset his future employers by putting in too good a performance. But when you look at their team, they were never going to compete with the team that we put out. And I think it's fair to say we got good value from our team last night. The two centre-backs scored. The left-back got an assist. The right-back played the pass that helped win the second penalty. Jones was good. Fabinho was good. Thiago was outstanding. Salah was incredible. One of the best Mo Salah performances you're going to see. He should really have had his hat-trick. He had a couple of chances that he really would take, normally would take. I didn't think Mane played particularly well, but he did score two goals. Now, other people have said they thought he played very well. I didn't think that, but look, it doesn't really matter. And it is a new position for him playing through the middle. Some reason he played a handful of times before. So I'm happy to give him the games there and let him let him ease his way in. I do think if Jota was fit to start on Sunday, he'd be the one most in threat of dropping out of the team because Luis Diaz is just playing sensational stuff down the left. He may well have scored in the first half as well. Left Dallas for dead, broke behind the defence and from a tight angle kind of scuffed his shot at Melier. But he was a constant threat. We saw a lot of the South American flair start to come out at different moments. Little flicks, tricks, juggling with the ball, lifting it over people's head, playing no-luck passes. You could tell he was enjoying himself. You could tell the team were enjoying themselves. And in that first half, like I say, some of the football that was played was just real jaw-dropping stuff. The ball was moving quickly. Players were interchanging positions. We saw Trent as the most advanced player at one time. Curtis was getting involved. Thiago was running beyond the front line. Salah and Diaz were dropping off. Robertson was finding himself on the penalty spot, picking up cutbacks. It was absolutely sensational stuff. And we were good value for a heavy win last night. And the table starts to make a lot better look reading now. You know, you look at the table now in City, three points clear, but we do have that game to come against them at their place. We do have a more difficult run in than them. 
But when we're in this type of form, and that's six wins in a row now in the Premier League, and I believe eight in all competitions, there's not many teams out there that can live with this Liverpool team. There really aren't. When Salah's in the mood and Thiago's in the mood and Robbo and Virgil and Fab and Sadio, Trent, when, when they are all in form, who can match this team? And you go through the team some days and you just, it really does, it really does give you pause for thought. Like the best goalkeeper in the Premier League, the best right back, one of the two best left backs, can say to his credit is having a tremendous season and is an excellent player. But Robbo, while his very best game might not be as good as Canseo's very best game, what Robertson has over him is far more consistency. Andy Robertson is just a very consistent footballer. He did obviously have his dip last year when he'd been overplayed a bit, but he's been brilliant since early November. November onwards, maybe even a bit earlier than that. Van Dijk is the best centre-back in the league. Matip is, I think, probably in the top five. Fabinho's the best in the league in his role. Thiago's the best in the league in his role. Salah's the best player in the league, full stop. Mane has been the best player in the league in previous seasons. It is just... It is just different class to have this many players. And the one thing we always said was... We have the best 11. City have the best squad. But we're getting close squad-wise. We really are getting close squad-wise. You feel like a, a quality backup to Trent. One more in midfield. Another defensive-minded player who can also play as that left-sided eight if Thiago's not there. And that's basically it. Then the squad will be pretty close to perfect. That's a very exciting place to be. It really is. There is a lot of coverage on this is Anfield of last night's game. Thiago's surprise and Klopp, Klopp's message. Four things Liverpool fans are talking about after the six-goal rout. Manchester City can smell Liverpool's breath as emphatic Reds thump leads. Uh, maybe some Tic Tacs. I don't know. Uh, gap cut and Matip finally goes all the way. Five talking points from last night's game. Sadio Mane has overtaken Didier Drogba in the goal-scoring African list. Liverpool's fight to the end continues as Thiago says this is just the beginning, which is fairly terrifying for anyone else that comes up against this team. Uh, in terms of player ratings, Henry Jackson has collated them from This Is Anfield, The Echo, Who Scored, Foot Mob, and This Is Anfield readers and put together the average. So Allison averaged a 7, Trent a 7.2, Matip an 8.1, Virgil an 8.3, Robbo a 7.6, Fabinho a 7.3, Thiago a 7.6. That's low. That's very low. That's brought down by the two stats sites, who scored and footmob. I, I wouldn't really put much into their ratings myself. Uh, Jones, a 7.4. Salah, 8.8. 8. 
Diaz 8 and Mane 8.7. Now, Mane got a 9.9 by who scored, which is as close to perfect as you can get, and I'm really not seeing that in his performance. Uh, he got a 9.3 from Footmob. Like I said, I didn't think he played all that well until he got his goals. But Salah is just on a world on to his own. Absolutely phenomenal performance. What a player. What a player. Uh, on Liverpool.com then, there's also some uh, post-match stuff. There's a lead article here. Jurgen Klopp has settled three Liverpool contract issues at once with ruthless Sadio Mane Cole. The status of Sadio Mane at Liverpool remains unclear with his contract due to expire in 2023, but Jurgen Klopp may have just settled his future and two others. So this is Mane through the middle as the latest tactical wrinkle from Jurgen um, and how it could affect, obviously, Divock, who's at a contract in the summer, and then Bobby is at a contract. Now, I don't think... Bobby will be allowed to leave. I think Bobby will get a contract. I think it will be a shorter contract, maybe an extra two years at similar money, if not reduced money, to what he's on now. Whereas I think both Mane and Salah, obviously, are looking for increased money. We still haven't heard anything about Sadio and a new deal. But if this move into that central role can give him a new lease on life, then... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely keep him. Because even if he just becomes a poacher type, and this season we've seen him become so efficient in front of goal, whereas in prior seasons he maybe added a lot more in overall play. This season, in the final third, in the penalty box in particular, he has been exceptionally good. Liverpool want to beat Barcelona to £89 million double transfer as FSG are keen on 16-goal striker. So this is the media digest. Uh, Lille Ford Jonathan David is the 16-goal striker. And in terms of... There's also a piece here about Ryan Gravenberch and a piece about Christopher Nkunku. He is the... He's the one that they want to beat Barcelona to, apparently. Christopher Nkunku would be an incredible signing. If Mane does leave, that's the guy to bring in to replace him. And especially since Mane is playing that central role, that's the place you'd play Nkunku in that middle role. Salah, Nkunku, Diaz with Jota and Firmino. Jota sort of as the rotation coming in, starting most games in one of the three positions to keep everybody fresh and Bobby sort of as the backup who'll also get plenty of starts. That would be the way to go. But um yeah, and Kunku's name continues to do the rounds, so we'll wait and see if there's anything anything to it. There may not be. There may not be, but you know, we didn't think there was anything to Luis Diaz either until uh until some Colombian journalists decided to start telling us that there was at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, what is Jordan Henderson's best position for Liverpool? Asks Sam Maguire on AnfieldIndex.com. I think we've seen it. 
I think Henderson's best position is coming off the bench. I mean, you look at the last three games, came off the bench against Inter and played well, was not good for the first 60 against Norwich, but had a good last 30. That was as a number six, as was the Inter game. And then last night he came on as an eight and he was okay. I mean, he didn't do anything of, of, of real great note to change a game, but he did get an assist uh, in the game. You know, that was as a sub. So you're either talking about him being the six or a sub because in the number eight role, what Curtis produced last night was better than what Henderson has produced all season bar the Everton game. And Naby has been better than him in the eight position this year as well. Harvey offers more going forward and isn't any drop-off defensively. So Henderson doesn't really warrant starting as an eight. And Fabinho is just simply flat out better than him as a six. So he's the backup to Fabinho and an energy option off the bench who can come on either as the six or as an eight in certain circumstances or when you need that extra burst in midfield maybe. But that would be it. That would be the role for him. I think we've seen that over the last couple of games, that that is suiting him far better than anything we saw when he was starting regularly as a number eight. We'll leave it there. There is also, sorry, another article up on AnfieldIndex.com. Oh, it's not there. There was player ratings. There are player ratings to come from last night by Stephen Smith. I'm not sure where they are, but they're, they're meant to be there. Um, text tweet guy drink don't ask him where they are uh, from last night there is a post-match Raw there is a Nina Kaiser show make sure you give a listen to both of those loads of new podcasts up and Kenny Dogleash makes his return to Anfield Index this week to talk about what it's like to play and win a League Cup final and I'll leave you on that I'll see you tomorrow bye bye we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.